0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Thank you again for doing this, Hunnam. I wouldn't have asked if it weren't an emergency. Oh, Mr. Endicott's mother, right. What a tragedy. It's not as though you had plans to leave campus anyway. And of course, there's a nice little bonus in it for you. Well, non be solum nati sumus, I suppose. Not for ourselves alone are we born. I'm guessing that's Cicero. Cicero, yes. Very good, Hardy. You remembered. <laughs> There'll be just four boys holding over this year. Mm hmm. Oh, yes, I know a couple of these reprobates. Let's be a little more elastic in our assessment, shall we? It's hard enough for them to be away from home on the holidays. Latitude is the last thing these boys need. Alexander Payne is one of my favourite filmmakers. There's not a single dud in the resume, as far as I'm concerned. Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon take on American high school democracy in election. Jack Nicholson leaves Nebraska for his daughter's wedding in About Schmidt. The love of wine can bring people together or not in sideways. George Clooney was never better than as the cuckolded Hawaiian lawyer in The Descendants. And I appreciate that I'm in a minority for my appreciation for Matt Damon shrinking himself for downsizing. So any year that has a new pain movie in it is a good year in my book. This year it's The Holdovers, a period film set in 1970 about a curmudgeonly ancient history teacher at a Massachusetts boarding school who's given the task of looking after the poor, actually not so poor, kids who can't go home for the holidays. The teacher is Paul Hunnam, played with characteristic abrasiveness by Paul Giamatti. He's a former student at Barton College who now spends his days being disappointed by the current students and faculty and his evenings getting gently sozzled on Jim Beam. His five student charges are reduced to one when a helicopter arrives to spirit a lucky few away to the ski fields of Haystack for the sweet powder and only spiky Angus Tully and kitchen manager Mary Lamb are left behind. Mary is still mourning the loss of her son Curtis, a Barton student thanks to her position, but who Barton could not or would not prevent from being drafted to Vietnam. It's nice to see class being presented on American screens, and the eventual revelation that ancient history snob Hunnam doesn't come from the same pedigreed stock as his charges or his colleagues is sharply observed. Uh, Mary... Maybe you would, uh, maybe you would care to join us? No, I'm all right, thank you. I mean, I know she's sad about her son and everything, but still, she's getting paid to do a job. And she should do it well, right? But I guess no matter how bad a cook she is, now they can never fire her. Will you, you shut up? You have no idea what that woman has been through. You know, Mr. Koontz, for most people, life is like a henhouse ladder shitty and short. You were born lucky. Maybe someday you entitled little degenerates will appreciate that. If you don't, I feel sorry for you. And we will have failed to do our jobs. Now, eat. This kind of private school is a long way from being a meritorious academy. Very few of them are. But they are a way to keep the world of privilege tight and contained. Hunnam insists on blowing that cosiness up to the detriment of his own career. But it's not until the end that we're told why. The spectre of Vietnam looms over the film, not just because of Mary's son Curtis, but also the risk that Angus will probably end up there if he's kicked out and his eventual realisation of his and his classmates' own privilege in avoiding it. Like so many of Payne's films, the holdovers is about people slowly realising that the stories they tell themselves about themselves are no longer serving them. They have to reckon with who they really are in the here and now and become the men, they're usually men to be sure, that they need to be. The challenge for young Angus is to see that he is at risk of creating a story for himself before he's ready. Unlike many viewers, I'm not convinced that The Holdovers reaches the heights of Payne's other work. The script by David Hemmingson hits too many formulaic notes for that, but Payne's collaboration with his performers and his snowy evocation of the period mean that there are plenty of pleasures still to be had. Giammati might be the most watchable of the leads, and Payne gives him some moments of frustration that are straight out of a Roadrunner cartoon, but his performance isn't the most impressive, first-timer Dominic Sessa as Angus has a gangly teenage physicality and a gorgeous pout, but he also carries the dramatic weight of the film and does so with confidence. He's definitely a name to watch. You know, I don't think I've ever had a real family Christmas like this before. Christmas dinner, I mean, family style. Out of the oven, all the trimmings. My mom always just orders in from Delmonico's. (laughs) she's got the right idea. Next year, I'm ordering from (laughs) Delmonico's. Anyway, thank you, Mary. You're welcome. I'd like to propose a toast to my two unlikely companions on this snowy island and to our absent friends and family. And I realize that none of us is here because he wants to be. So if there's any way that I could make the holidays a little cheerier for either one of you, just say the word. Okay. I want to go to Boston. Boston? Why? Why not? The Holdovers is rated M for offensive language and is playing in discerning cinemas across the Motu now.